1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store
2: to make the switch today. And we welcome you into our Warriors Weekly podcast. John Dickinson and Matt Steinmetz with you as always here, and, and Steiny. Kind of, kind of a rapid fire edition of the podcast for this week. Uh, and, and here's where I, I want to start. We're, we're recording it on Friday. Warriors have, have just had a, a 3-0 and week against Utah, Dallas, and, and Minnesota. And, and just where I wanted to start is they needed to play significantly better than they had last week, and they have figured out a way to play better than they did last week because they were in a little danger, frankly. But but now they're not in any danger. In fact, they could be looking at a, at a 6-1 and homestand if they can beat the Nets here in the finale.
1: I mean – i didn't think they could do that without draymond green uh he's been gone this whole road uh the whole homestand and i wouldn't have thought they could they could finish at six and one but now they have a real good chance uh of doing that you know i think the one thing with draymond is you're not better without him but the more you play without him the more you you adjust to it uh and and the more that the kind of other players know what they have to do to to somewhat replace him uh, because he's, you know, he's great at moving the ball and they've been doing that better this week. He pushes the ball up the court, which actually, you know, it looks like they're having more than one guy try to do that now. And, you know, the other thing that I noticed from last night, and I, this is just a, a phrasing thing, you know, it felt like last night was the first night where – where clay thompson went from just playing to playing like clay thompson you know what i mean like to to me last night clay thompson had his kind of most valuable game with the warriors where you were where he it's not so much he resembled the player he was but I thought he helped the Warriors more last night against the Timberwolves than he had in any of his previous games.
2: Well, and and coincidentally, it's also a night where he shoots the three ball well. And I, I think to your point, it it's not you're right. It's not that that Clay looked like Clay or that the Splash brothers are back, but but for last night, it just it fit, right? Like Clay had an open shot. Right. And he took the open shot, and it didn't feel like it was a force, and the shot went in. Like, we've seen him take open shots since he's been back, and you think because we're so used to watching him, oh, that shot's going in, and then it doesn't. And then it started happening repeatedly, and it was almost as if he was fighting it. And with every miss, he would he would take another bad one to try and make up for it. Last night, there was none of that. It just it, – it, it looked – collectively normal right Steph Curry's hitting 30 footers you know with the shot clock running down and and nothing working like it just it it just seemed like a real normal warrior type game that we've seen from those two together right from years past
1: well to me I looked at it as though and maybe this is me just getting used to the Warriors not shooting as well as they've shot in the past but I kind of thought minnesota deserved a little better last night to tell you the truth that you know how much is there to analyze when the warriors go 21 for 36 from three-point range it was not-
2: the it was the second highest percentage they've shot in franchise history from three with any any
1: consequential amount of attempts incredible like i didn't realize it was that good i mean it was good uh but i would have thought they they'd have it would have had more than that. But, I mean, yeah, the, the Timberwolves got caught up in taking too many threes and they couldn't make one. But um, I'm, I'm not sure it really would have mattered last night. And, you know, I'll, I always do wait to see when three or four guys can all play well together, and that's what happened last night. Wiggins was pretty good. Poole was pretty good. Steph and Clay were pretty good. and and what, But so much of being pretty good, it's making shots. That's what it was last night. They just never went a long period without making a three.
2: So are the Splash Brothers back? I mean, that's the next question. Are, are, they, are they back, Stiney?
1: Absolutely not. I mean, you don't get – you know, I remember Steph's shooting slump over. It's like you don't get into a shooting slump in one game and you're not going to get out of it in one game. But I will say that's the that's Clay and Steph's first game where they looked like 2018 or 2019 Um, and I'm not saying they can't continue to do it but they got to do it first before you can proclaim yeah they were back for a night last night for sure how about if I put it that way
2: well and, and you've said it though at times in our chats that that really one of the big question marks for the Warriors as they try to win a championship is is how many nights can they do that in in the playoffs and how many nights are they gonna have to do that in a right. in a playoff series? like do they have to do that in two games of a best of seven and they're both wins is it is it three games and maybe you go two and one like how like how does that sort of parse out in a playoff type series where look every game is its own thing, right? Like you could win a game when you're terrible and that can be the deciding factor in winning a series. Right.
1: Or you give away a game that you shouldn't have given away and that's that's it. That that was your chance. Uh, I would you know what I think I think two's a good number. Um and and you know I, I wouldn't say they have to go 21 for 36, but you know, I think they do would need two games of you know 18 for 39, 19 for 37, something like that. But the one thing this team's always been able to do is is win when they when they don't play well, when they don't shoot it well. It's because their defense is so good. Now last night, you know, the game was kind of up and down, and it got a little loose. And I kind of thought the Warriors were in such an offensive groove and feeling so good that their defense was not as good as it has been in the past. But you know, I'll also say the one thing that kind of stuck out at to me last night a little bit, and I know. Uh, you know, at the, at the end of the first half, I think the fouls were 15 to five. And I saw a lot of people on social media whining about that.
2: Bad whistle. Warriors were not getting a whistle. What does it take
1: right. to get the Warriors a call, Steiny? Right. And the one thing that novice fans have to understand is, uh, you know, sometimes there's a foul discrepancy because one team's more athletic than the other. And I thought that was a part of last night, uh, Minnesota's got some athletes, man, and they got some. They're they're not the smartest team in the world. No. They play much harder than any other Timberwolves team in the last you know five or six years. They're just not they're not ready yet. But they're they're getting better, and I think they're going to be they're going to I think they're going to be the top eight team this year. The, yeah, they're they're not
2: ready yet but they do have talent. And I think that, that, you know, Russell is a talented player, whether you like him or not. And, right. and look, Anthony Edwards looks like a dude that thinks he's going to dominate the league very soon and expects to, and, and knows he can and want, and, and maybe he wants it a little too fast. And that's part right. of the problem right now for him, but you'd rather have a, a young player in his second year that, that, thinks he is going to dominate like that. That's something great to work with, especially when he's the number one pick in the draft, because I, I think at some point not to spend too much time on Anthony Edwards, but I, I think Very some true. of the, some of the criticism of him was that maybe he wasn't going to try to be dominant or that, or that he did have maybe more of a deferential personality a little bit or didn't care about the game.
1: Well, That's, that's what the perception was when he was coming out of college he had some quotes that were sounded a little funky about, I, I can't remember exactly what, but the, but the perception, there was a little bit of a perception out there that, you know, does he love the game enough? Uh, he sh- Yeah. He, he looks like he's actually got a ton of enthusiasm for the game. And, and uh, I don't know. It's it's one of the, you know, these guys aren't in college a long time. I don't watch a lot of college. So you're kind of left with what people say about guys, but that's one where when they took Anthony Edwards, I thought, uh-oh, this guy sounds like someone who could not be a good number one pick, but that's clearly not the case. He's got a shot to be really good.
2: Yeah, and, and they're the kind of team, too, that that does bother the Warriors, I think, especially without Draymond Green. Like, the Warriors needed a 21-3 make game to, to really win that game somewhat comfortably. And part of that is they've got guys like McDaniels and Vanderbilt and 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 that they, they kind of hound you and defend. They've got some scores like Edwards and, and Russell. I know Russell went out, but but the big so they've got the talent, they're not the smartest team, but at, at times that that kind of team can bother the Warriors because they're unafraid a little bit of of the, the mystique, maybe of, of the Warriors. I I wanted to get into towns though, because I think as far as that game specifically, and and we can get onto a few other things that I've got jotted down towns destroyed him in the first half. That doesn't happen when Draymond's around. Typically he's, he's had some big defensive games and kind of he's made towns. I I, I know you don't like using this. He'd made towns kind of tap out. I've thought at times, Uh, but towns is having his way. And then they start doubling them, and and they, you know, they they make the Timberwolves try and attack it a different way, and and they were not nearly as successful. The Warriors though are still vulnerable, and this is the other thing that comes out of a game like last night. The Warriors are still vulnerable to that kind of big that plays the way Towns does, and what you're seeing a lot is they have to go get somebody, and now Wiseman, no timetable for his return still and so it just it, it heads down this path of do the Warriors need to go get another big or are the guy like like Rudy Gobert ain't doing what Carl Anthony Towns did to the Warriors in the first half like Jokic can do that but he's going to do it in a different way like right. like how pressing really is the need for another big man let's just say if if Wiseman winds up being a non-factor.
1: It's a good question. And, you know, the thing that's amazing, and, you know, we talk about this all the time, you know, could the Warriors win it without Steph? No. Could they win it without Draymond? No. I don't think they can win it without Looney at this point. And you start thinking about how much they're relying on Looney. And he's been a guy who's been banged up here and there uh, over the course of his career. I think they think they can make it work if Looney's healthy. Among Looney, Draymond Green, and Bealiza, that may they may think they're big enough there, but if something were to happen to Looney, I, I, then I don't know what they do really, uh, because he has been terrific this year. He really has, and I I get it. He sometimes doesn't score off that first bounce, but he does. He does so many more good things than bad. Uh, I just watched him last night in a different kind of way. And if, if Looney gets hurt, they'll have to do something, clearly. Um, Wiseman, I don't know. I I wonder if internally they haven't kind of written him off a little bit. Just for this. Sh- I'm not saying for his career. I'm yeah. just saying at some point, you know, we're getting to February, okay? And he hasn't played now in about a year. So what's realistic?
2: Yeah, and, and I think that's, you know uh- – all of the hand wringing about that no timetable and it just like I've never, and maybe I'm looking at it in a different way, but I've never considered him as once the Warriors got off to the, the start that they did, and, and it was pretty clear, all right, they were 15 and five without him at the end of last year, then they're 18 and two without him at the beginning of this year, and now they're they're figuring out ways to win enough to get through this stretch where they don't have Draymond. Like it's he's always been in the category of luxury and not necessity right. like if he could come back and contribute this season awesome but if he can't then so what like it's it's okay and that doesn't mean you have to trade him and it doesn't mean you have to, it doesn't mean you have to go get miles turner it doesn't mean you have to put him in some deal for some some star or semi-star or whatever it, it doesn't mean that he's not going to be a good player you know, two or three years from now but this team you know for all the guys you just mentioned Stiney, you, you can't win it without Steph, Clay, Kurt, or uh, Looney, Wiggins. We'll get right. to Wiggins in a minute. They can win it without Wiseman. Yeah. Like, they can.
1: Yeah, of course. And, you know, the other thing I was thinking about with Wiseman is, you know, I feel like Steve Kerr didn't say it, but he kind of did, that they didn't really handle him well last year. You know, they so so the way I look at it is, okay, they threw him into the starting lineup. And people disagree with me here, but if, if you're seven one and you're playing 20, 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes a game, you're gonna get some numbers you are just gonna fall to you. But when when this when the season got serious last year, he wasn't on the court. And so he hasn't played in an NBA game since he was playing in really low stakes games back early in his career with no crowds even exactly they were looking you know they were they were living with his mistakes they were they were just at a different place so he's going to have to come back after not playing for a year and he's going to have to be on a short leash because they're they're good and they're trying to win every game and they want to go deep into the playoffs so, the more I the more I start thinking about Wiseman, the more I do think it's going to be tough for him, to to contribute. I like I almost see a situation where, let's say they go three rounds, where he helps him in two playoff games for an eight minute stretch or six minute stretch, but but that's it. Because I don't know how you come back, and everything's going to be different for him.
2: Yeah. I think there's a sense from some and I think it's unrealistic that he's going to, you know, they got to get him back and he's going to be playing 24 minutes and Looney's going to be playing 24 minutes and he's going to be helping him handle Towns. And I'm thinking, like, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is flawed in his own way. Right. But Carl Anthony Towns can handle a good chunk of the league. <laughs> you know, like like last like last night, Carl Anthony Towns was. Like, the game was very easy for him, and there are a lot of nights – I mean, the guy's probably going to be an all-star. There are a lot of nights where, where the game's very easy for him. I mean, he's a very right. talented player.
1: Yeah. The, the other thing with with Wiseman – and I, I want to throw this at you because I'm not, I'm not going to make a definitive statement on it, but when people talk about Wiseman, and even the people who are realistic, they say, well, you know, we don't need him to be Jabbar. Okay, so, so what do you need him to do? Okay, we need him to block shots, we need him to rebound, and we need him to protect the rim. Well, those are three of the weaker parts of his game. He's not a good rebounder at this point. You know, he didn't rebound at a great rate last year. Um, look at his shot blocks. He's not a big shot blocker, at least he wasn't. I think I want to say he had, over his last 20 games, he had 10 blocks. And four of them came in one game. I might be wrong about that, but so he's not a big intimidating presence yet. And the part that the part that scares me most is he made him worse defensively last year. So he's going to be taking up minutes that either Looney or Draymond Green play or Bielitza. And I get it, Bealitsa is not a good defender, and Wiseman should be better than Bealitsa defend defensively, but Beale's has been in the league for a while. So he at least has some know-how. That's the one thing I'm, you know, this team is playing really good defense and can Wiseman give, can Wiseman give them a boost defensively? I don't don't know. Yeah. Now go ahead. Now I'm asking you, do you think he can?
2: I don't think he can consistently. I, I think you hit it where you said, hey, there might be a couple of playoff games where he just kind of gets thrown in there. And, and we saw this with other players during the Warriors run, when, when they were winning championships and getting to finals, there would be a game where, oh my, Ian Clark had 18 and, and helped him win that game, or Alfonso McKinney did something, or Mo Spates had 16 off the bench and made three threes. Like, but but nobody was expecting it, and, right. and I think that's where you know Wiseman's going to get, I think, to a spot where if he comes back, he's not going to be playing much, and then all of a sudden, out of necessity or emergency or just giving him a shot, he's going to be in game three of a playoff right. series somewhere, exactly. and he's going to have a good seven-minute run, and we're going to go, hey – he helped them win that game, even though maybe the numbers, maybe it was seven and, and four and, and a block and a big block shot somewhere uh, along the line. The final thing I wanted to get into uh, is is Wiggins not only being an all-star, but being an all-star starter. And, okay, great story. It, it, it gets you know, announced, and they're playing the Timberwolves. And, and I think there was something with the math where he – he, the way it worked out he kind of took town spot and their buddies and and so they got a little bit of a back and forth going uh, he's going back to cleveland the cavs obviously drafted mm. him and then could get lebron james and so they traded him to minnesota to get lebron james uh kevin get love. get get kevin love because yeah. lebron was coming back same same thing yeah you, you had to make that move cuz lebron was coming um yeah. the the point the point I'm getting at is I think it's a good time to, to revisit just the Warriors, Durant was gone, right? Mm-hmm. Like Durant's like, I'm out. And the Warriors, while it didn't always look like it was it was gonna work, they took a risk on on D'Angelo Russell for the time that they had him and were able to turn Russell into Wiggins. And we're thinking, boy, Wiggins underwhelming player at the time of that deal, you know. But Russell maybe was going to be an even worse fit for the right. Warriors, so it it makes. But then you get the pick as well. So for the Warriors to go from Durant saying night night, right, to, to now being Wiggins and Kaminga, I mean, they basically they got Wiggins and Kaminga for Kevin Durant. If you would have told me that on June thirtieth. 2019 when durant says bye-bye i mean i think any warrior fan would have signed up for that and said okay however now wiggins is an all-star like like they they took wiggins from being an underwhelming player to now he's an
1: all-star yeah and i mean a couple things like should he be an all-star he's definitely right there he's there he's an all-star a starter I don't know might be a starter. He's not better than Devin Booker. Nobody would take Wiggins over Devin Booker, but he, you know, he's, he's been better than anybody anticipated. There's just no doubt about it. The thing that's been this thing that struck me, particularly this year, he's been very consistent. You know, he, he's more of a shot maker here than he's ever been, than he ever was in Minnesota now he scored in Minnesota, but he's just more efficient here. He's got to get the foul line under control. But I mean that those two wing, those two spots on the wings for his threes. I mean he just nails those. He's just like it wasn't long ago that if Wiggins wanted to take seven, eight threes in a game, go ahead. Clank, clank, clank. Thirty percenter. Now he's a forty percenter, but. More than that, he was a 38 percenter last year, which was an outlier for him. So now this is, you got to start thinking maybe, maybe he's going to be a high 30 percent guy. Well, that's, that's big. That's a big, that, that, and that changes a lot. So I, I, and I just think his personality fits with this team. You know, I, Durant, obviously, Durant's one of the best players in the league, but, you know, he's a little bit of, he's high maintenance. Wiggins is so low maintenance, just incredible. And he just he, – he fits in on this team because he knows that they got three guys who have been here for a while, and he can just play along with them. It does look like he's having fun, too, which never seemed to be the case. Like I feel like I've seen him smile more than ever. He did Minnesota.
2: Yeah. And I'm I mean, I'm watching him in the press conference last night, and, and he just seems so happy to be in the situation. Like, like, man, this is fun. Like almost man. as if almost as if he's one of those guys where you know he was so talented and he was the number one pick and he's going to Minnesota, and immediately it's just it's all underwhelming. He's underwhelming. Right. People are underwhelmed with him. He's underwhelmed with God, I can't carry this team. And and I'm being asked to, and and they've got these these young pieces that that just didn't fit and it didn't work, and and so I think at times, you know, when we watched him, I mean, he looked like like, like what's his deal? Does he like does he care? Does he not? Like right. you don't really know because you're not around it, and, and I think he's got that mild mannered temperament, which I think when when things don't go well, right? And I've spoken to this in the past. Guys that have his demeanor tend to get cracked on a lot because. Right. Like you want somebody that's going to be a little bit more, a little bit more fiery about it. But, but man, is is the day is is Durant turning into Wiggins and Kaminga going to be a day that we're going to look back on a couple of years from now even and go that was that was one of the keys that like taking the risk on that and using D'Angelo Russell, which. Was iffy at the time. I mean, it really yeah. was. I, I remember I was on board with it. I don't remember where you stood. I, I thought it was worth the risk to try and turn Russell into a player that you could could help you because you had no shot if you just ran it out with Russell, right. or or you said bye bye to Durant and did nothing. Like, is that going to be one of those where man, this team won another title or got to another finals or extended their run because of that move?
1: It's possible. And the the one thing I remember about that when they got Russell was, had they let I think had they let Durant walk, I also think they they extended Draymond too. So there was a scenario where if they had just if they'd let Durant walk and not extended Draymond that last year, they could have had money under the cap. Um, they could have, and and I remember thinking you know that wouldn't be bad. To, yeah, the to following
2: to... year, right? It would have been right out the one year, and then the following year.
1: Right. The thing, you know, the thing. I, I never thought that. I never bought into Russell. Yeah, you know, he can play here. He can play. No, he couldn't. There, you know, never, I, never. So, um, you know, when they got Wiggins, I thought he was certainly a better fit. But I didn't. I didn't think he'd have this kind of this kind of impact. I mean, there's no doubt he's playing his best basketball of his career right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Good stuff, uh, we'll, we'll We'll catch up again next week. Uh, our Warriors Weekly Podcast uh, for today and for this week is in the books. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.